uh, wanted to start off the day today with um, strategizing a case. One of our agents, new agent, called, and he's got a 35-year-old single guy, $140,000 mortgage, and he already figured out from other cases we've strategized that he's going to show a uh, – um, probably an $80,000 and $140,000 15, 20, and 30-year term with a 30-year return of premium. Now, the, the situation, because he's new, has not run into what do singles say. Well, singles are thinking in the back of their mind most of the time is, you know, I buy this insurance, I'm dead, what do I need insurance for? I, I don't have anybody to leave this to, and that's true. And that's probably the way the majority of us would have thought as a 35-year-old. Now, Connie brought up something this morning. You know, if he's engaged to somebody or he wants to raise his value as a, a single person in the hunt, you know, the fact that he's thought already and preparing for a family or a spouse by buying the insurance is a big deal. Most 35-year-olds aren't thinking that way, but it's okay to bring that up. However, you know, when you – uh, this is where the foreclosure protection comes into place, and uh, most 35-year-olds are old enough now that they've had a friend uh, or a family member that's maybe five to ten years older than them that has experienced a, a tragedy, you know, cancer stroke or a heart attack or a family member. So that's kind of in the back of their mind or a real bad accident. So that's where the foreclosure protection comes in here to play on something like this. So start thinking about questions you can ask, you know, during the process. Now, after you go through the presentation, John, let me ask you something. Have you had any friends or family members that have experienced, you know, cancer stroke or heart attack at a younger than anticipated age? Yes. If they were battling their disease for six months to a year and couldn't work, who do you think made their mortgage payment? Well, they probably didn't have. If that happened to you, how would you make your mortgage payment? The reason I ask is if you qualify, we have a provision in this that would take care of that for you. So now he's not looking at the death benefit that's involved in this because he doesn't really think he needs it. He's looking at how this could protect him uh, in that situation. So these are things that make a huge difference for people in terms of thinking about the, the presentation before you get there. You know, let's anticipate uh, rather than be caught in that deer in the headlights look, you know, this is what, what we're confronted with. Had another case this morning that an agent called me and um, had shown a plan and then realized that CFG for a dollar more per month he could add double indemnity to it. What does that mean? That means if this senior falls and dies as a result of a fall or an accident, they double the coverage. Guys, people love that word, that term double indemnity. They don't add much value to the fact that, well, it's got an accidental plan. If you die, they, they pay, they pay 30000 instead of fifteen. That just doesn't seem to carry the same weight that double indemnity does. And for a dollar more, they can get that. And, and it's okay to say, you know, I ran your numbers with a number of companies. This is the only one that allows you to get double coverage if it's an accidental death through the double indemnity benefit, and it's a dollar more. You know, now the problem is getting you qualified. So you want to give it to them, but take it away. Because if you give it to them, then they can, well, I got to think about it. But as soon as you take it away, what happens? Psychologically in their mind, 
they want what they may not be able to get. So, okay. Um, I did that for several reasons this morning. We had a lot of new people on the call this morning. So I want you to start thinking the way I'm going to be thinking when I strategize your cases because we don't want to change what you think when it comes to sales here, but we would like to change how you think because how you think is going to be the difference between mediocre or moderate success and being on the top of the leaderboard. Now, last week I intended to cover the emergency contact system that we have in place and we just ran out of time. But I wanted, in fact, I think it's kind of probably a blessing that we did, but I want to set the stage for how this works for you today, you know, and when we set the stage, you know, it's, it's important to point out we have a system in place to alert me in the event you should have uh, the need for foreclosure protection benefits and you're unable to notify us yourself. Well, now, if you mention that to me in that way, I, I want to know what are the foreclosure protection benefits and how do we get you contacted? You know, and the system we have in place is called the emergency contact system. And have you ever had a close friend or family member who was incapacitated, incapacitated due to a wreck or heart attack or a stroke? See, these are questions that are going to lead to build the value in that. And, well, yes, we have. Well, what's on everybody's mind? What are they focused on? Well, they're focused on the needs of the immediate family, you know. But how many of you take money to the family? You know, they always take food and they comfort your wife and your children, but who takes money? The, the mortgage payment still goes on, the light bill, the credit card still need to be paid. So you kind of get the picture here, John and Mary, of what we're talking about. Now, you have a good friend now you have a good friend who's going to bring money and lots of it through this foreclosure protection benefit plan we just put in place for you. The problem is someone needs to call that friend and let them know there's a problem. You know, you've had a stroke. You don't know what day it is. We need someone. Now, you know, no one, no one that you know, you know, even knows you have that friend. Your family members don't even know that you have that friend. So what I need are three people that you can trust to be that person who calls me. They need to be responsible and level-headed in times of crisis. They need to be somebody local here so that we can reach out and because I will actually visit these people and explain their role in protecting your family through these benefits. So now we've set the stage for them to, when we roll out the emergency contact sheet, and now the emergency contact sheet, for those of you brand new on the phone, this is what I asked for, a contact name, the relationship, friend, family member, whatever it is, their phone number, their address, and their email. Now, all I care about is the name, the relationship, and the phone number. If the client has the address and or the email address, that's even better, but if they don't, we don't need that initially because I'm going to go visit those people and I'm not going to try to sell them. I'm just going to explain basically what I did to you here a moment ago, what the benefits of the foreclosure protection plan are. In that process, I will get their address and their email. And because I'm going to get their address and email, I'm going to put them in a drip campaign through Equus. We'll talk on another call, but they will then be in our system. And the purpose of this is to explain their responsibility in terms of contacting somebody and point out you were selected 
out of a group of about 20 people, and the reason being is you, we, we needed somebody who's level-headed. We really don't need the brother or one of the children because in times of crisis and emergency, all they're thinking about is dad or mom getting better and what, what I need to do. They're not going to be thinking level-headed naturally. So that's, that's the purpose in this. When we go into it, we want to go into it with the idea that we're really not trying to sell this emergency contact person. We're, we're not at all. Um, so when we go into there, you know, we're trying to not get the sale. However, as we explain the value of the emergency contact system, the hope is that they will see the value in, in, in that. Now, last week, uh, and I can't pronounce Z's name because they call her Z, she was on the call, and they pointed out that she had written $52,000 in premium in the first 60 days she was with the company, and 75% of those sales came from names of beneficiaries on the policy she's wrote. Now, I looked this week, and so far this week, she's written $8,300 in premium on four apps. So now she's over $60,000, and she's part-time. But she's using a form of our emergency contact system to get people to talk to because she, she believes in the living benefits. And when you watch some of the videos on these living benefits, the one that Connie sent out uh, with Elizabeth uh, Martinez-Gianova, um, guys, that's a powerful, powerful statement. Now, Elizabeth knew that she was terminal when she did that video, but she felt so strongly about how it eased the pain of knowing, yes, I'm dying, but I don't have to worry about foreclosure in the process. She was so convinced and so moved by that that she wanted to do that video. Incidentally, she did pass away this past summer. And so as we digest what the value of that is, that's great. Now, the purpose in the emergency contact system is to get three people that that person can trust that you can reach out to. Now, the, be the other good news is as you look at your own uh, application and see beneficiaries on there, there may be some of those that would be good emergency contact people. So it gives you just another opportunity, another layer of people to reach out to. Now, um, the ERS system allows us how to explain the foreclosure protection benefits. Now, as we do this, this isn't something so much in terms of a sale, but if you just educate people and, and not look at the ERS prospects as a lead or a referral, just explain how living benefits work, guys, if it's done right, you won't have to try to sell them, you know, um, because this, and, and point out in the process, this is a big deal for George to get these because, guys, only about 50% of the population actually qualify for these, and you're telling the ERS person that. So it's a big deal for George to get it because a lot of people can't. Well, what do you always want? Something you can't have. Well, how, how did he qualify for that? So that usually is going to bring out a question in them, well, could I qualify for something like that? Well, I don't know. I need a little more information. Let me finish here on your responsibility to George first, and we'll deal with your situation in a moment. When you get finished explaining how the process works for George and their, their responsibility, then it's okay to gather some information from them to see what they might qualify for. 
personally, I kind of like the idea of gathering the information and setting a second appointment because it's going to take me several hours to prepare a plan that's tailored for you like George's was for him. And I think that even adds more credibility to what we're doing. Now, the reason for our meeting with you when something bad happens is people never look at their life insurance policies until someone dies. The purpose in me reading, meeting with you is we need to change that because George has a different kind of plan. And if something happens, it may not be a, an event that triggers him getting money out of the policy, but I still need for you to contact me because there might be another way we can approach this and help the family. See, this is literally the Swiss Army knife of life insurance, and Equus has got a new video out that they put out on the training that I think would be worth your time to look at. No, I know it would be explaining the value of that Swiss Army knife. Now, this insurance, guys, when you really understand what it is, it does almost everything. If you have a major illness, and George may not be able to work for six months to a year, who's going to make George's mortgage payment? Who's going to buy groceries? Who's going to pay the light bill? You know, all the people, the well-wishers that go to the hospital, they care a lot, and they care enough to take food and to comfort the family, but they don't care enough to take money. You now have a friend that's going to take the money, and it's your, or George now has a friend who's going to bring money. We just need you to notify us that he needs it. If he dies unexpectedly, we're going to pay off either all the mortgage or a significant portion of the mortgage. We're going to give Mary enough money to either reduce the payment so that she can afford it or to stay in the house for quite a number of years and not have to worry about the payment because it's going to be made. See, in fact, most people in Georgia's situation, if they qualify for one of these, they're going to take two of them because if they use all the death benefit up, to live that six months or a year, now they don't qualify to buy any more life insurance and they're out. So a lot of people will wrap this plan around a second policy. So it gives you an opportunity when you go back to deliver the first one to sell Georgia second, maybe a 20-year plan for half that amount just to give them a lump sum. So remembering these aspects of this is extremely important because uh, the reason for having a second plan, if they use one of them up, they still have life insurance because they still need a death benefit. And that op opens up an opportunity to make the sale. Now, as we look around, you know, um, we're trying to create an army of people. This is why the part-time uh, opportunity with Equus so, is so great. If we can create an army of people who understands the value of living benefits, and that's all they talk about, go back to the days when Art Williams founded A.L. Williams. Buy, term, and invest the difference. Guys, that became a crusade. And when you ever, if you ever take the time to read Art Williams' book, the, the statistics – I mean, they blew everything out of the water because they created a crusade and they recruited people to fight in this crusade. And that's, that's the way we feel about living benefits. We can change the next phase of life insurance uh, sales through the exact same thing, the same method in the same way. Um, there's a summary of coverage. And I think probably, Connie, we should have people um, 
We sent it out last week before the call, and to give you an idea how it works, if you have, uh, on this particular case, there was a death benefit of $62,000, no, it's $187,000. And if you were 50 years old and you had a, a Category 1 illness, they would give you 41000 of the $187,000. You probably wouldn't exercise your living benefits on something like that because you're probably, if it's only $41,000, you are probably going to be able to beat it. However, James, who did one of the videos, had a $100,000 policy, and I met James, and he exchanged his $100,000 death benefit for $30,000 of immediate cash. And when I met him in Atlanta a year ago, I asked him, I said, James, why did you do that? And he said, well, it was our first home. Um, I didn't want to, I was going to lose the home due to foreclosure because I couldn't make the payments during the next six to nine months while I was battling my cancer. That $30,000 allowed my wife to quit her job. It allowed us to make our house payment for the next six to nine months without any worries whatsoever, pay all of our bills, and my unemployment bought groceries. He said, I only had to focus on getting better. He said, battling foreclosure and battling cancer at the same time, I probably would not have made it, even though it was only a stage two cancer. He said, that pressure and that stress probably would have killed me. So that $30,000 to him, and his comment to me was, I only wish I had taken out a second policy so that I still had death benefit after I exercised my living benefits on this one. So there's a classic example, but this will it's a really good way to explain how these benefits work. Now, that same 50-year-old, if they had stage 3 cancer, would have gotten $130,000 out of that. And um, Now, you're saying that's the max. They could take less, right? They uh, could take – well, some companies allow you to, some don't. Mutual loan does not allow you to take less. Okay. You take it all or none. Okay, so, so it just depends. So this is NLG, and we mm -hmm. know that every company is different. Mm -hmm. We know that um, – uh, GPM um, has some of the best uh, deals for how you get, how much you get. But what Dick is saying here is the summary of coverage comes in your policy. So the client has access to this information when they get their policy. Yes, and I misspoke a moment ago. I said it was 187000 of death benefit. They have $62,000 our whole life and a term rider on it that took them to 250000 So all these numbers are based on a $250,000 death benefit. Mm -hmm. uh, now, that same person at age 65, if they had a Category 1 illness, they would have gotten 123000 of the two hundred and fifty. At age 65, if it was Category 4, they would have gotten 204000 Okay, so, mm -hmm. so that will kind of explain how that works, and it's important that you understand it and important that people do as well. So I hope that will give you an idea. I'm trying to build the value on everybody's mind on the call today on how important these living benefits can be to a family. Now, the chances of somebody buying a term product from us today and in the next 30 years dying, guys, it's not that great. You know, a 40-year-old to 70-year-old, not too many of those folks are going to die. But a 40-year-old to 70-year-old, probably well over 50, 
percent of those people are going to have one of those life-threatening issues cancer stroke or heart attack either that does or doesn't kill them but this gives them money to live on and protect the estate um, so having covered that wanted to cover a couple of areas on overcoming objections and for those of you that are a little younger understanding what required minimum di minimum distributions are probably doesn't make a lot of sense but if you're over 50 you're starting to get it what that is is if you put money into a 401k or an IRA a traditional IRA at age 70 and a half you're required to take that money out because the IRS now wants their tax money so they make you take a portion of that money out unfortunately a lot of people that have those they put it in there they don't want or need the money but they're required to take it out so in that situation here if you find somebody like that couldn't sell them any life insurance you couldn't sell them anything just ask say well now are you required to, are you taking your required minimum distributions out right now yes we are is that money you would leave in there if you could for your family or is that money you're living on? oh no we wish we didn't have to take it out well if there was a way that you could double that amount and still leave it to the family every year would you be interested what do you mean well let's pretend your required minimum distributions are five thousand dollars a year and you really want that money set aside to go to your children or grandchildren if when you got that we could convert that into a ten thousand dollar guaranteed um, uh, estate uh, increase would you be interested now you notice something here I didn't start telling them what I'm talking about I asked them if they would be interested in that now what is that that's a single premium life insurance policy and we have a couple of those out there but this is just a way for you to find more money I had a couple calls this week and uh, when I ran across this this morning when I was doing some final prep I thought man I wish I'd have thought of that when the agent was on the phone so if you're in the house and you've got somebody around 68 or 70 and uh, I'm going to ask them if they have a 401k and I'm also going to ask them now is that money you're going to use or is that money you need, intend to pass on to the family and if it's to pass on the family I'm going to come up with this so I want everybody to have some single premium uh, life insurance applications and we'll probably cover that the week after Thanksgiving on what product we would use for that but that's another area of finding a sale for you now uh, this morning I wanted to go over uh, a couple of um, objections that I know you guys are running up up against and one of the ones is oh I have burial insurance and it's going to take care of all of my final expenses well first thing you want to do is agree with them you know you're probably right most of the time what does that mean well some of the plans out there the day people turn 75 that plan goes away and they did not realize it. some of them the day they turn 80 they no longer have a burial plan it just depends on which one you have and we do a free review of, of policies to make sure people have the right type of coverage and if you can get that policy out and look at it guys if it's a good one tell them it is and just tell them flat out don't let anybody ever talk you out of this 
that credibility will get you quite a few sales. Now when you bring up the idea of a child's policy for the grandchildren, you've got a really good chance of making a sale on that. However, you've also got a good chance of uncovering a policy that is a colonial pen or an AARP plan that goes away the day they turn 80. So this, again, opens up an opportunity for you to see um, if you can help them in another way. Now, another one that I see we run across, well, I'm a widow or I'm single. I'll just leave the house to my kids, and they can sell it. And I say, you know, that's a really good idea, but do you have a, uh, an equity protection plan with that? What do you mean? Well, you know, I hear that a lot of times. You know, if I die, my kids can make the house payment. My son works for the FBI. He could easily make two house payments until my house sells. And I just chuckle. And I, yeah, I hear that a lot. I said, but you know, mom and dad never die at the right time. And Johnny has a massive coronary, can barely make his own house payment, and mom and dad die. He can't afford to make two house payments, and they give all that equity to a complete stranger because they have to take the first offer that comes in. Otherwise, they're facing foreclosure. Would it make sense to set aside a couple dollars a day now so that you ensure that that equity goes to your children? Guys, you just opened up the door at the prospect of making another sale there. And, and, and literally, that's making a sale where no sale existed. You know, um, I've already decided I don't need this coverage. I have insurance at work. You know, that's a great idea. Will they let you buy any more? Well, what do you mean? Well, insurance on the job is so, so, so inexpensive that people can't afford not to buy it. However, there's a reason it's cheap. It's priced and designed to go away 11 years before you die. And people look at me and say, well, Dick, how do they know when I'm going to die? Well, they don't. But, you know, let's roll the hands of time ahead five years. You don't feel good. Um, emergency room visit, it's not good news. You've got 11 months to live. You can't work. And uh, so you take the insurance on the job. They'll let you keep it for 13 months, and you live 14 months. You live one, one month longer than the coverage was good for. And now people die and have no insurance at all. Would it be important for you to have a small policy that you knew was going to be there until you needed it rather than have a big one at work that may or may not be there when you need it? So those are just three things that I know people run across. I, I've got a, a bunch of them here, but those were three that I thought were pressing today that we might share with you uh, from the standpoint of another way to get a sale. I do recommend that each of you print out uh, a copy of the AARP um, mailer that they have out because it explains in there in pretty good detail if you highlight the, the, the points that it goes away at age 80. The um, uh, colonial pen is the same way. But see, the thing of it is people believe 10% of you tell what you tell them because you're a salesperson but they believe 90% of what you show them and tell them. So it's important to have that um, where you can get a hold of it and actually show it to people.